Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you wonder where this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who know that we are stronger together than we are apart. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of The Black Light. As you guys know, The Black Light is our opportunity to take a deep dive into the people and conversations that deserve the deep dive. But as usual, you know I cannot do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of Naughty by Nature. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? <laughs> It looks like it's got L's approval. My bad. Trench is underrated. I'm definitely underrated. No doubt. I'll be KG. No, you Lenny. Listen. You be Lenny. Nah, I didn't. I am. He does have the money. He does. He does. Yes, 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 indeed. And of course, if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way, helps the algorithm. Make sure that you subscribe as well so that you don't miss out on the next video. And if you really kick it with us, man, make sure you check us out across all social media at In The Black PDCST. Now, before we bring in our special guest for tonight, L, can you please tell these good folks how they can become part of the family if they want to become part of the family, man? Give us some money. Uh, but go ahead and head over to our website, man, www.intheblackpodcast.com. Uh, right over in the corner, become family tab. Click that. You can see all different types of swag, T-shirts, mugs, bath mats, dish rags, dish towels, paper towel holders, whatever you're looking for. We the got satin it in the bonnets black. are on their the way. The satin my bonnets God. is on the way. Yes, and also, indeed. more importantly, man, uh, you can become a member of our Patreon. And you should be on the lookout. That is expanding. That's going to grow. We're about to put some new tiers in. And if you just want to flat out give some folks some money, <laughs> go ahead and donate via Please cash do. app. No doubt. Dollar no sign is the black PDCST. No doubt. Dollar no sign doubt. in the no black doubt. PDCST. Please. Yeah, so it's uh I want to make sure that folks understand what it takes to to do this. It is a lot of work to try and make sure to be not just a consistent black media outlet but a reputable one it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of support so if you really kick it with us make sure you join our family go to the become family tab at our website www.inthablackpodcast.com now and don't we forget are, our youtube channel either yes man. go over there just share, the share like up, all the share, stuff man. Do, do, do black all folks don't never want to share man. what's wrong with y'all <laughs> except for the I mean, rona man least. don't worry except, mean, for, the, except for the rona <laughs> Damn. Now we Selfish we have a asses. very very special guest tonight, mm -hmm. man. Yes, we indeed. are joined tonight by the executive director of Florida's Right to Restoration Coalition. Many people might say that he is the voice for Florida's returning citizens, and probably say a champion, a champion for voters' rights across the nation. Please help me welcome the incredible Desmond Mead. Desmond, man. what's going what's up, on, fam? man? The incredible Desmond Mead. Yes, indeed. You ain't I talk to my fellow dark-skinned brother like me. You know, we don't usually come on the show. Oh, so, um, come on. You know, we got an I'm, even coalition now. I'm, I'm, I'm happy tonight. Yes, say indeed. the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice, yes, right? Say that one more time for the folks in the back, my dude. Say it one more time. Yes. So empowered. <laughs> so have mercy. we are very familiar with who you are and what yes, you've sir. been doing. Yeah. But for our listeners, for our viewers, please, Mr. Mead, tell us a little bit about yourself. And first of all, I, I want to say that it's definitely an honor to be on tonight. You know, people ask me who I am. And I, I really just like shrug my shoulders and say, listen, I'm just an ordinary guy, man, who 
was presented an extraordinary opportunity to do extraordinary things. And, and I stepped into it. I stepped into my purpose. You know, mm -hmm. I am what we call a returning citizen. I'm a person that was uh, incarcerated. I was a person that was homeless. I was a person that was hooked on drugs, uh, namely crack cocaine. Uh, I was a person that was standing in front of railroad tracks waiting on a train to come so I can jump in front of it. You know, uh, but at the same time, I was all that. I was also someone's son, you know, mm. um, and, um, you know, I was able to get through that moment, you know, and uh, I went check myself in the drug treatment and and did a lot of things. And eventually, you know, uh, put myself through through college, uh, of course, uh, became the executive director of this organization. And I led uh, the largest uh, expansion of voting rights uh in in the united states in quite uh, a number of years uh in 2018 when we passed amendment four here in florida to uh, restore voting rights to 1.4 million uh people who have a previous felony conviction no doubt no doubt uh i'm not gonna lie man when i first when i first got introduced to you it was I think when Amendment 4 was first proposed and there seemed to be, to put it mildly, there was a lot of backlash. Yep. A lot of folks did not, wanted no uh, parts, at least I will say at least politically, because we see that it passed already, but politically there were a lot of folks that were really trying to step in your way and stop that from happening. Yeah. What gave you, I guess, the courage and the mentality to say, okay, in spite of all of this nonsense, we still going to, this is something that I have to fight for. I mean, when you're in pain, man, ain't nobody going to stop you from getting relief, you know, at the end of the day, unless you plan on just laying down and wearing it and dying, you know, um, yeah. you know, there were just so many folks that um, not only, I would say, didn't believe it could happen, right? Because you're talking about, at the time, a very controversial uh, topic. It still is controversial today. Yeah. Uh, and then doing uh, something as controversial as restoring voting rights to people with felony convictions in a controversial state such as Florida and doing it during a controversial time when uh, the, the environment was ripe with, with fear and hatred and division, but yet we were able to actually successfully do that. And we didn't do it by tearing other people down. We didn't do it by uh, uh, scaring other people or, you know, what we did it by bringing people together from all walks of life, all political persuasions. And we did it with love, man. And we showed the world that love can, in fact, win the day that you can accomplish great things without attacking people. Right. You know, and and and, and you know, I think it's, it's a great example of what we can do in this country even more. Right. To solve some of our issues. Hmm. Let's let's go ahead and give you some something a little meatier than an introduction. We know you who you are. Know you're a great guy. Know you're a returning citizen. Know that you're a former a lot of things. Know that you are currently some great things. You do a lot of work with returning citizens. A lot of our people are incarcerated for nonviolent offenses, things that uh, we believe that they should be home for, particularly within the midst of the pandemic. Where do you stand on issues such as abolishing or restoration, restorative justice, transformative justice? Where does your politics line with those type of topics? Well, let, let me start by saying this, right? Um, there is something very unnatural about putting a human being in a cage. Facts. Right? Human beings are not meant to be in cages. And then when you when you throw in the solitary confinement piece of it, mm -hmm. I mean, it really gets even worse than that, you know, but I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it, there is a, a, a balancing act here. You know, I mean, there are some people that have done some things that would just shock the moral consciousness of, mm -hmm. of, of a community. And, and we have to determine what, how do we approach that? You know, how do yeah. we, how do we deal with that? And I don't know if, if the, the general public is ready uh, 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 for something that's so absolute as total ab abolishment of, of prison. But what we do know is this, and I, and I'll tell you something I don't differentiate. I don't use the term violent and nonviolent and not, we're going to get into that in a minute. Yes, we are. Uh, but what I look at is, is that 
if someone has been accused of something and they've been convicted of certain offense and they have uh, done their time, right, then they should be allowed to really move on with their lives. Now, that process of doing that time, you have to determine whether or not you want it to be rehabilitative in nature or uh, or retributive in nature, right? You mm -hmm. just want to just punish somebody and just beat them down and don't care what happens after that. But that approach is not beneficial for anyone, right? It's yeah, not beneficial yeah. uh, to society. And you see it even with with how when when the prisons have been growing and growing and 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 sucking up more and more resources, man. At one point, you have matter of fact, uh, years back when I did an analysis in Florida, you were spending eighteen thousand dollars a year just to incarcerate one person. One person. And think of a person with a substance abuse issue or a person with a mental health issue. You're spending eighteen thousand dollars to put them, lock them in, in a cage, and not even do anything to make sure that when he gets out that cage, because 95% of the people who are incarcerated are going to be released right back in our community yep. anyhow, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're not doing anything to rehabilitate that person. But at the same time you got them locked up, you only want to spend 3000 4000 to educate one child. Now, I don't know about y'all, but man, let me tell you, if you if you're dating a couple folks and you spend eighteen thousand on one person and only three thousand on the other, we know what you who you love the most. Right? And apparently our system loved incarcerating us rather than habilitating us, right, to be productive uh people in our community and help our community prosper. No doubt, no doubt. So so why voter Restoration, though, why was that out of your, all things? Out of all things, yeah. your college, yeah. your calling yeah. card, yeah. you could have yeah. been a mentor, especially now, could have been anything yeah. else. There's there, there's so many reasons, man. And, and let me tell you, um, in spite of what any naysayer may say, right, that at the end of the day, man, the most powerful tool you got is a vote, right. Well, let me tell you, when you walk in that voting booth, you got just as much power as Bill Gates. You got just as much power as Elon Musk. You got just as much power as the president of the United States when you walk into that voting booth, right? Because it's one man, one woman, one vote, right? And 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 nothing speaks more to citizenship than actually being able to vote, right? But then we go a little even deeper with that, man. That I remember when uh, this past August, I voted for the first time in over 30 years. And then this past presidential election, it was my very first presidential election that I actually voted in. And I remember walking up to the voting location. Right. And I and I just thought to myself how, man, I'm walking on hollowed ground. Mm. Right. And the reason why I was walking on hollow ground, man, because I thought about my ancestors, man. Right. That was hung. That was uh, that was murdered. That was uh, uh, set on fire, beaten uh, uh, mm. uh, with billy clubs that were bitten by dogs, sprayed with fire hoses. Right. All this stuff that they had to go through, that there was a, a, a whole group of folks that knew that if they walked out their house to register to vote, that they faced certain death. Right. Yeah. And they still did it. And then they had to turn around and do it again to go vote. They knew if they walked out that they faced death. And so many of our people died, right, knowing that they were facing death. And they still went out there and they did it not for them, but for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And to mm -hmm. think about the blood that was shed on, 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 on the soil across this country to have the right to vote, to talk about creating a, 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 a true democracy. And, and so I knew I was walking on hollow ground. And then when I went to go vote, you know, I knew I was engaging in a sacred act, right? A sacred act that transcended the partisan politics. It transcended even the implicit racial biases. And it, it actually took me to a place that said something simple, but yet powerful. It said, I am right. Mm -hmm. It said, I am. I, when I was there and I was engaging in that sacred act, I wasn't engaging as a Democrat or a Republican. No, that was too limiting, man. I was engaging as a man who was now attesting and, and demonstrating that my voice count, that I exist, that my existence on this planet matters, right? My existence in my community makes a difference, right? And I was exercising that. And that was something that I think was, you know, it, it, it's, it's huge, Right. It, it goes beyond just being political. Now he's talking about recognizing the person's humanity, because how could you be human if you have no voice? 
right? Mm-hmm. How could you be human if you have no say in what happens to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're more in a dehumanized state uh, uh, where other folks are making determinations of your existence. Other folks are making determinations of your future, right? And you're not having any control of your destiny, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to be in mm-hmm. that kind of state. And mm-hmm. voting takes us out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I was wondering uh, what, how do you think? What do you think will be the long term benefits of this new voting block? Of this oh, new- so, so I was man, matter of fact, Big O, I was waiting for you to say, but man, you didn't finish my 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 question, right? <laughs> and, and thank Chris for uh, for for following up with that because here's the deal, right? I think that when if we want to accomplish things, we can accomplish it by the vote. Now, people might say, oh, man, the vote don't matter, don't count. But let me tell you, if our vote didn't matter, if it didn't count, why the hell are people trying so hard to keep us or discourage us from voting? And this is not anything brand new. You've got to understand that that uh, uh, during the Reconstruction, when, when slaves were freed, right, two things happened. Number one, that those slave owners was told that, wait a minute, those people that you thought was less than human, Right. The people that you thought it was okay to brutalize. Right. They now have just as much right as you do. Right. And that's shocking. But then the other thing was and this was the this was the real scary part when the people who had just as much right as a slave owner actually started exercising those rights. And so immediately after the slaves were freed, you've seen African-Americans now getting elected to Congress, getting uh, all kinds of elected positions. And that was a scary picture. Right. Actually exercising the right to vote was scary to the former slave owners. And so they had to do something because that one word retribution, you know, we we keep running. A lot of people keep running from that word. But that retribution, because, you know, if you've been dogging somebody out, not for one or two years, but for 400 (laughs) years, you've been dogging them out. You've been dogging their daddy out, their granddaddy and their great granddaddy and their great grandmama and their grandmama and their mama. You've been dogging them out for all them years. And now that person has authority over you. You're thinking about, man. Some payback coming, right. like they say, it ain't fun when the rabbit got, got the, the gun. gun. No doubt. And so, how do we snatch the gun out the yeah. rabbit hand? Well, we create laws that that we think that newly released slaves are more prone to do, and we criminalize those laws and have those laws trigger the loss of civil rights. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now you can get you can lose your rights for hitting your wife, but not for killing your wife. Right. And, and you can lose your rights for stealing a chicken. Right. And so now that I'm able to criminalize these newly freed slaves, I can strip them of the right to vote. I can now incarcerate them and then do what? Resource them out right back into the same field in which they were liberated from. But it don't stop there because I can't get everybody that way. So what I do, I use state sanctioned violence to scare the rest of them. Right, mm. I will put a cross on a burn across on 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 their uh, uh, front lawn. I would make make sure I'm hanging people on trees so everybody can see this is what happens when you try to register to vote. This is what happens when you try to vote, right? And so with all this thing being around, and then if that didn't work, and somebody was courageous enough to still get through the cracks, then I'm going to say, okay, then well, you got to be able to read. Right. Or you got to be able to uh, uh, guess how many jelly beans are in a jar or you've got to be able to pay some poll taxes before you're able to vote. If people are going through all this trouble to stop you from voting, that in itself tells you that something is valuable in that vote. And so when people ask, well, why are you into this and not other things? Because I believe that empowering our communities to vote. Right. Would empower them to change the conditions that they need change. Right. Because it's our communities that can elect who arrest us. We can elect the sheriff now. Right. It's our community that can elect who decides to prosecute, whether they want to uh, direct file our, our shorties and have people 13, 14 years old being tried as adults or sent to adult prisons. Right. We can elect who make those decisions. Right. We can elect. Uh, uh, um. Who's the judge that sits over the trial and renders final judgment, right? So we have that power to actually change uh, uh, the conditions uh, that we're facing in our community. And that power, right, is through the vote, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, 
you know, years back when we had 1.54 million people in Florida who couldn't vote because of a prior felony conviction, you know, I thought about, well, what if I get all five, 1.5, uh, uh, 4 million of them, and we march to the governor's mansion and knock on his door. Bam, 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 bam. Governor, give us our rights back. We're going to peek out the curtain, and he's going to see 1.5 million people who can't vote. He's going to close that curtain back and go about doing his business. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you got a governor that wins this election by 60,000 votes or 30,000 votes. Now you bring even just a third of the 1.5 million saying, give us our rights back or give us this or whatever. Now that person's got the, he can't just close the curtain no more. Cause wait a minute. He's got the thing. I won my election by 30,000 votes. It's 500,000 of them folks. Now that yeah. they got the right yeah. to vote. Now yeah. I got to stop and they're willing to show up to vote. You see, <laughs> Politicians ain't scared just because you got the right to vote. They scared when you got the right to vote and use it, right? We see these Jim Crow laws were put in place not because the people had the right to vote. That don't matter anything. It's no power if you don't go vote, right? And so what they're scared of is when you actually go out to vote. Now that you go out to vote, now there is a high level of accountability, right? And they've got the answer. Uh, uh, to the voters. And so they would much rather you not come out to vote, right? Therefore, they can get to do the things they want to do without any kind of uh, 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 repercussions of that. Hmm. Now, I know that there were probably a hundred and almost 150,000 folks arrested on felonies in 2020 in Florida. And I read a weird statistic that said only 3% or about 3% of them were actually felonies that were um, dangerous felonies or felonies of violence. So that means that there are 97, 97% of them are in there for some foolishness. I saw a, <laughs> I, I saw an interview that you did and you were talking about a, a felony because some dude released balloons in the air and he got locked up. Got That's how like, yeah. can you, can you talk about yeah. that a little bit? And then oh. after you talk about that, I want you to try and explain to us what else what other things the FRRC is doing, I guess, to change the perception of okay. these hey, hey, Crush, catch me if I miss something, man. You caught me last time. Right? But check <laughs> this out. Don't put, don't put that type of responsibility on no, no, light skin dudes, man. No, they be going no, I got to push me, bro. the limit. That's how they're going to get better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dark iron sharpens light That's iron. What man, remember that. Okay. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. But oh, nah, so, so yeah, you know, a lot of times you close your eyes, you think about felony, you think of the worst thing in the world, right? right. And the reality is, the overwhelming um, a number of people who are convicted of felon are convicted for less serious offenses, right? Notice, I'm not differentiating between violent and nonviolent, right? Because at the end of the day, let me tell you, right? So, for instance, in Florida, uh, um, you could lose your your right to vote because you release healing field balloons in the air. You can lose it for burning a tire in public, trespassing on a pier, trespassing on a construction site, right? Uh, and that means that you leave your job to go on a lunch break, you're trying to hit that Wendy's, right? And there's a construction going on, you take that shortcut and you cut through that uh, construction site, trespassing on a construction property, right? Jesus Walking Christ. on the beach with your significant other, you kick up some sand, disturb some turtle nesting eggs. Man, listen, that's a third degree felony. Or you out on the keys, you know, you catching some lobster, whatever. If the lobster tail is too short, that's a third degree felony, right? Jesus and Christ. so uh, people can lose the right to vote for, for life for a lot of things. But here's the deal. Let me tell you something. If you have someone that release feeling, healing filled balloons in the air. And then you had someone that beat somebody up, right? Say sure. aggravated battery, right? Mm -hmm. They both get arrested. They both uh, get convicted. They both are incarcerated. They both are released, right? Are you telling me that you only want to make sure that the one who uh, released healing filled balloons can successfully reintegrate back into their community? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we want the person who had a, a aggravated battery. We, we want to make it difficult for them to find a job, to get housing, uh, to be able to vote, to be able to be a part of a, a society. Is that what we're saying? And I can't believe that's what we're saying. 
right? At the mm. end of the day, no matter who it is, that no matter what they've done, if they're released back into our community, period, we want to make sure that they're provided every opportunity to successfully reintegrate. Because whether it's the crackhead or whether it's the hustler, at the end of the day, nobody's in prison saying, man, I can't wait to get out so I can get back in. They're not saying that. Right. People want to be able to get out and and listen, what do we want? A hungry lion is going to eat. Right. Right. And so we want to be able to provide access to jobs, to housing, to education. And you do that. What happens is you create a better individual that is least likely to reoffend. Right. And studies show that. Studies show that, and there's no there's no great distinction between whether there was a, a violent crime that a person was uh, convicted of or nonviolent crime. That doesn't speak to their character, right? Because you could be the sweetest person in the world, and you maybe you did release release helium filled balloons in the air, but maybe one day somebody sized you up and tried you the wrong way, or somebody attacked a loved one, and you you stepped to that person. And now you're facing a violent charge. Does that would that make you any less of a person? Hmm. And so we cannot. Let me tell you, we cannot uh, 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 get too caught up. We have to watch how we're we're labeling things, man, because that's part of the master plan, right? Hmm. Now, now I'm, a, I'm keep it real with y'all, man, because we go all the way back to when when the United States dropped bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, right? And believe it or not, there's a book out there called African Americans and the Atomic Bomb that talks about the African American population reaction to that. Yeah. Right? They was like, man, if they obliterated a whole race of yeah. people like that, what do they do to us? You know what sure. I'm saying? And and this I think was uh, probably after Tulsa. But it the was. thing is, is this: how did they do that? And the United States was able to wipe out like hundreds of thousands of men, women, and children, right? Because prior to dropping the bomb, they engaged in a propaganda campaign yep. that humanized the Japanese people. Yeah, made them less right? than human. Made you read about that. They, they dehumanized them, right? Yeah. And they used yeah. labels yeah. to dehumanize them. And what you're doing, you're doing two things at once. Not only are you dehumanizing that individual, right, or the race of people or a group of people, but you're also desensitizing the general public to these individuals. <laughs> so when you drop a bomb and kill innocent women and children, right, instead of there being an outrage, it was a celebration. Like, yeah, no big deal. It was deal. a celebration. And we see that with how we've been labeled thugs and felons and all that. All that is a process of dehumanizing people and desensitizing everyone towards them. And so now they're those other people. So we don't have to care too much about them. Right. So, oh, that's a violent offender. We don't yeah. we shouldn't have to do anything mm, for them. But good. the reality is they got us thinking backwards because the truth of the matter is no matter what a person done, if they're going to be released in our community, if they're going to be released in our neighborhoods, where we want Pookie, we want Ray Ray, we want Shaniqua to be able to do what? Get their jobs, get their education, you know what I'm saying? And have a better way of life so yeah. they don't have to do yeah, the things that they yeah. got a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny because you look at Poland, you look at some of the places in Europe, and even for violent offenses, murder, for example, they're not spending more than five, six years in jail. And then they have well, we're the only that, country. We're the only and, country that does. And then they 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 have these programs mm-hmm. to help them reintegrate. Now, even with that said, That's I want you to answer. The, I want you to answer that other part of the question. What is the FRRC doing to help? I guess to help change the perception of oh, felons, yeah. because when people, when most of America, when they think felons. They think, well, they went to jail for something. They must be bad people. Why should we be giving them their rights back? How are you changing that perception? Listen, because at the end of the day, man, when you take away those titles, you still got somebody's son, someone's daughter, someone's mom, someone's father, you know, at the end of the day. And I think what we do, one of the big things that we do here at FRC is we try to shift the narrative about people with previous felony convictions that we, the same people who may have caused some harm or trauma, the same people who have been caught up in the system are people who can uh, uh, be at the center of liberating our communities, be at the center of being probably the, one of the biggest assets uh, in our community. You know, when you talk about even like, for instance, dealing with our shorties on the streets right now, you know, 
I, I'm telling you right now, if that brother that's been uh, uh, locked up that could probably get to the Saudis much easier, right, than the brother that ain't never had the experience, the the the, the trauma of, of prison and incarceration, right? We are, I believe, credible messengers. Uh, I, I believe that we are individuals that that can be like a source of hope. Right, mm. rather than once being that person that we had to walk around with 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 a cloak of shame, walk around with our head down and and and, and embarrassed to to say mm. that yeah we've been incarcerated before, that we can use that a, a, as a badge of honor, man. You know, I used to walk around with my head down. You know, now man, I walk with my head high, shoulders thrown back because you know what, my period of incarceration, my period of addiction and homelessness clearly demonstrates that I've been through something and came up out of that, right? All right, to become, listen, time 100, one of the 100 most influential people in the world, right? I remember arguing with, with time. Well, I wasn't really arguing. I, I was messing with him, saying that year that I was uh, 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 named time 100, they put the rock on the cover, right? The rock was the main. I'm like, why the heck y'all putting the rock on the cover? Y'all need to put me on the cover, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't for no self gratification. No, hear me out for real. The reason why I say that is because people need to know you don't need to be an athlete. You don't need to be a movie star. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to be a politician to be a, a most influential person in the world or to have an impact in your community, in your state, in this country. If that person there named Desmond, who is a crackhead, who was homeless, who was locked up, Right, can be elevated all the way to being one of the 100. There are billions of people in the world, and right. that year I made the 100 list. If if a person like me can do it, does that mean that anybody listening right now, anybody looking at this right now, anybody reading that time uh, edition knows that you know what? In spite of the obstacles that's in front of my life right now, in spite of that shit that I'm going through, right, that I can overcome that. And I can do something special with my life. And they would know that because I am pure, clear evidence that it can happen. That is a possibility. Because right. I would have never believed it. I told people when I was standing in front of those railroad tracks waiting on the train to come, if somebody would have came and told me, man, don't jump in front of the train because in four years you're going to meet the president of the United States and sit on boards and you're going to end up running an organization and then soon after that, you're going to lead a, a, a major civil rights victory and, and be time 100 and all this stuff. If somebody would have told me that, you know, my first question would have been, well, you get that good dope you smoke. <laughs> and they would have had to be that dope because that was, that was some fire. That would be some, there was no way you were going to get me. There was no way at that time that you could even get me to even, even phantom that I could actually do those things. But I'm here tonight as living testimony that no matter how low you are, no matter what position you're in, no matter how little money you have, whether you have a title or not, that does not stop you or prevent you from being something special. No doubt. Not just only for your family, your community, but for your state, your country. Matter of fact, for the world. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I, I don't want to get you in trouble. Because I know that you have to work with these people in some capacity when you go out into the world, right? But real talk, man, what is DeSantis like? Because it seems like them and the Republicans in Florida, yeah. it's like, okay, we want, you know, but I remember the argument when the Amendment 4 first came up. It was like, okay, well, we're not going to get in the way of the will of the people. We'll put it to a vote. We'll put it on the uh, put an amendment on uh, on the ballot for folks to vote on. And folks voted on it and were like, yeah. We want this. Let all the returning citizens give them their right to vote. And then all of a sudden, like, ho, 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 hold up. We didn't think this was going to pass. Uh, <laughs> let's start finding these small things to put in the way so that these folks can't. So you've got millions of dollars that you got to pay before you can act, put essentially poll tax on you before you can even get your right to vote back. So how do you deal with folks like DeSantis and these other Republicans in, and I'm not making it a party thing. I'm just saying. Maybe these other Republicans. I remember, I True. remember, I remember many years ago, uh, we were messing with this run brother. We were talking about like fraternities and stuff like that. And, you know, he was mad because he couldn't be in, in any of the fraternities. So he was like, man, I don't care about that stuff. I'm with me, five me, you know? <laughs> and, and I say, let me tell you why I say that. Because we've got to be, I think we have to be careful uh, in allowing people to pick our enemies, right? I'm going to tell you, because 
you know, you know, you got those people that will say, yeah, that person right there is against you. And why are you looking that way, trying to fight that person? They behind your back, hitting you up. Right. And you ain't even realizing what's happening. You know, at the end of the day, man, you know, uh, I believe like what I learned in, in recovery is that you don't hate the person. You hate the disease. Right. That's what you do. You hate the disease, but not the person. And when I look at the disease, I see that a disease that has infected both sides. You know mm. what I'm saying? Let's be real. When, when we talk about the 94 crime bill, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't Republicans that was in power. You, 100%. Right? You got it. Right? But when you talk yeah. about voter suppression, you know, it wasn't always the Republicans that was trying to stop. Matter of fact, the people that was hanging our people from trees. Democrats were, too. Yeah. They were you Democrats. And so with my organization, you know, as a matter of fact, and it speaks to uh, 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 when you're talking about some of the things that we do. See, we got we got our shoe, uh, FRRC. You know what I'm saying? We got a little logo on it and everything, right? Because we put a little swag to it. But the reason why I'm showing the shoe, right, <laughs> is because you see the colors on there, yeah. right? The colors on there are symbolic, right? Because here's the deal. We don't lean left. We don't no. lean right. We lean straight forward into the issues that impact people with felony convictions and family members who have loved ones that's been impacted by a criminal justice system. And that's what we that's where we focus. So whether you're Democrat or Republican, right, what's important to us is how you are engaging us. Right. Whether or not, you know, what I'm saying you are addressing policies that impact us as a constituency group. And because of this. Uh, right to vote and because across the country you know we got brothers and sisters that's doing amazing work uh with returning citizens that we are a growing constituency group we are a awakening giant that has to be reckoned with right because we cover the gap mm -hmm. right we cover the gap you know what that means right when i say that right yeah, we cover the gap yeah, and so yeah, i think yeah. that if we remain focused on that mm. because at the end of the day guess what we got people who have been impacted by the criminal justice system that may not be a democrat they may lean to the right you know what i'm saying we got people that might not carry either way we got people that look like me and people that don't look like me we got men we got women we got people who um are 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 lgbtq you know what I mean? At the end of the day, we wipe all those labels away, and what we see is a human being that was forced into a cage or a human being that was forced into a condition, right, that reduced on, their man. humanity, and we are on, the, on, on, on a mission to regain our humanity and regain our rightful place in society. And if we got to do it by the vote, that's exactly what we're going to do. But two two th two things though, because that that sounds great, <laughs> but the reality of it is there is a specific political party that is consistently opposing some of the things that you're trying to put forth. Uh, so <laughs> it's okay to say that they're they're trash in that. But you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned disease that they both have the same disease. What's that disease? What are you referring to when you say disease, bro? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, right, uh, you know, I think there's a difference between the politician and the public servant. And I think that uh, this pandemic is showed as, as clearly showed us this. Right. The thing that I that I'm against is, is, is politicians. Right. Because at the end of the day, politicians place uh, the needs of the party above the needs of the people. Right. Sure. And, and, and so and I'm going to show you how, you know, how it plays out. Like, for instance, in, in in Florida, right? Um, you know, we have at one point, I think we had like 14 days where we can actually vote early, right? And we can vote anywhere in our county, right? And then on election day, then we have to vote at the precinct that we're assigned to, right? I remember a couple of years ago, um, matter of fact, let me back up. And so the if 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 the governor, if a Republican governor would say, okay, well, we're scaling back two days. Of, of of early voting, right? Okay, naturally, they're going to be what? A huge outcry about voter suppression, right? Sure. But let yeah. me ask you something. A couple of years ago, I'm in New York City, and one of my partners was talking about, man, that they had to go vote that day. And I was like, well, why are you so panicky about that? He said, because that's the only day we get to vote, right? In New York City, you at one point, you only had one day to vote. One day 
rain, sleet, or snow, and you had to vote in your precinct. All right. And so now when I look at the two situations, which one is more egregious? Which one is more uh, limiting access to democracy more? But there wasn't the same amount of outrage about what was happening in New York. The, my brothers and sisters in New York had to basically fight that battle on their own. Where was the national outcry, right, for voter suppression, right, in a, a state and a city that was what? Democrat. Democrat. Right. And so what I'm saying is, is that wrong is wrong. And and, and so you got to like even with the with the redistricting and all this kind of stuff that's going on that people are crying about. Democrats took advantage of that, too. Oh, yeah. Facts. Right. I give it to and you. at the end of the day, yeah. whether Democrats was in power or whatever, Facts. we still suffered and we still was toiling <laughs> under these narratives that the tough on crime. Come on. Yeah. Am I going to give that to a party? No. At the end of the day, all I know is this, is that the best person, if you got to rely on somebody, matter of fact, great story. When I was in elementary, it was this girl I liked, right? But I was a little shy. I sent my homeboy to go find out if she liked me. You know how you did it, Crush, back in the day. You know? I even yes, said no, circle yes or no, you know? You like me. Probably did Stop one of those. I don't know why I'm messing with you, Crush. My bad. <laughs> so, so I sent my homeboy to find out if she liked me. That dude never came back, man. You took my girl. <laughs> but I learned at a very young age that taught me a lesson. You can never depend on anyone to get the things that you need. No right? right. Do not depend on anyone. And I, I ain't even talking about you got to go out and you got to get it yourself and you get it by creating a movement. You get it by bringing people together around these issues. Right. And have it elevated. That's why Amendment 4 was so successful. We elevated above uh, partisan politics. We didn't ask any politician to endorse. Matter of fact, we wanted them to stay the hell away from us, right? Yeah. Because this was an organic grassroots movement that welcomed people from all over. And that's why when you seen the results on election night, man, you seen a cornucopia of people, right, across the, the, the state of Florida that voted yes. And how it shows up, I'm going to show you how it show up. You on the doggone, you on the uh, highway right now, uh, Big L, and, and, and you see an accident ahead of you, right? Mm -hmm. You see an accident ahead of you, and you decide that you want to stop, right? And you stop your car, you get out, you run up to the accident, there's somebody laying on the ground, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your first question ain't going to be, did you vote for Donald Trump, is it? That's not your question. Ain't gonna be how much money you make. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you LGBTQ? Your first question will be, are you okay or how can I help? Yeah, right, right about that. Those right moments that. that we are great as a community, right? When when there's that we that we demonstrate that there's something much bigger than the partisan politics that divide us as a country, that divide us as a community. Right. When 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 the Kimchi hit the fan, man, we come together and don't care about nothing else but our each other's humanity. And I believe that we don't have to wait for a natural disaster to happen. We don't have to wait for an accident to happen to operate in that sphere. And so it's that disease that keeps us from operating in that sphere that we can see on both sides. You still right. pushing politicians away, though, too? Because, I mean, I know there's a lot of politicians who want to hitch their wagon to you guys or hitch their yeah. horse to you guys. So how are yeah, you doing? I, I was, well, they, they, they can promote the work that we're doing, but they definitely can't lead the work that we're doing. Okay. Yeah, because I, 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 I had wondered if this uh, this new voting block would seem vulnerable in some way to a, to a system like Florida's, especially with people using ghost candidates and whatnot and. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you can, you can. And that's why, you know, one of the things that, that I said when we immediately passed Amendment 4 was that, man, listen, we don't work too hard and fought too long to get the right to vote back to just give it away to anybody. Right. And so it's so easy. And this system is set up. They're like, when you register to vote, they, you must register. Demo they kind of kind of yeah. urge you to register yeah. Democrat yeah. or Republican, yeah. you know. Yeah. And at first I was like, I wanted to register independent. I'm like, hold up. You got to fight for my vote. You don't get my vote because you got a D next to your name. Because God knows in our communities, we've had Democrats. We've had people that look like us that really didn't give a darn about us as human beings in that community. 
I dig it. And so you got to be able to, how do we look past those, those labels and those titles and look into the heart of an individual? And that's why I say it's a difference between a politician and a public servant. Because the public servant is going to hear, is going to respond to the cries of the people. Damn what their party say. They're going to resp- respond to what their community needs, right? And when, when, a, when a public servant is involved, you see communities coming together and people have an opportunity to live. When politicians go at it, people die and our country becomes more and more divided. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like have them. like a... Do you guys have like a, I don't want to say a work program, but because I know you guys are real hands on with returning citizens. How do you, how are you working with returning citizens outside of just rights restorations or voting rights restorations? Ah, that's, that's a good question. Let me tell you. So uh, one of the things that, that, that that I always tell people, man, that you got to just know your lane and stay in it. Right. Man, we got we got organizations. Uh, There's some organizations in Florida that do a great job, man. With like, for instance, preparing people for the workforce. You know, I got a brother down in um in 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 um in Broward County, uh, uh, uh Newton. I ain't gonna say his last name for a reason of anonymity. I, I get you. I get you. We're not trying to get you in trouble. He runs a great program, and so we're able to, you know, if we need to, we need to. Uh, 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 direct people that way, right? But here's the thing. We want to not just register people to vote, man. That's that's so transactional. We want to mm. engage people. Mm. We want to educate people, right? We want people yeah. to actually understand the power that they have and how to utilize it, right? Mm. We can't go screaming at a, a plumber, all right, trying to get him to fix an electrical problem. So we need to know who to go to for what situations, right? And know what we're talking about when we get there. Right. So people won't just tell us anything and think, okay, that that we okay. And so there's an education piece to it as well. Uh, There's a community service piece to it as well, because I think it is so important for us to demonstrate that that we are a group of people, man, that we contribute greatly to our community. We man, we have a brother now, man, that when he got out, you know, as he was building his own company, man, he was giving back. He built a cleaning service. Uh, my brother Marquise, you know, because uh, he was cleaning the dorms when he was locked up. He said, well, shoot, let me make a profession out of it. Mm. And while he was trying to build that company up, man, he uh, during the summer, he would clean senior citizens home for free. Right? And whatever little money he get, he would get belts and ties for the jits in the community, you know, and then he would partner with other organizations to raise money to cook out for the homeless. This last um, Super Bowl, they put a big old inflatable TV screen out there in a lot and let the homeless people watch the Super Bowl, right, while feeding them, right? And so we want to engage in community service. We want to engage in acts where we're giving back because I think – that that's my story. You know, when you talk about how I went from uh, being homeless and addicted to drugs to time 100, I tell people the pathway to doing that, how we can be great is by serving others, right? How we can be great is by taking our pain, our suffering, right? And turning it into an asset by using it to help other people who are less fortunate than we are. Hmm. <sighs> You've you've done a lot within within the time since you've not only left left prison, but building yourself, graduating from college, going to law school. You've done a lot. If did you think that you would be here right now? Because you've got so many people, John Legend, all these different folks trying to help you out to build this this platform, to build this movement. Does it does it surprise you? Does it shock you? Like, how do you feel about that? Like I told you, if somebody would have told me this was been going down like this, man, look at I probably would have never crossed those tracks. Cause I, I, hey, I would have had them in the chokehold. They were gonna take me that dope spot, you know, for real. Was, listen, let me tell you. I think you know when when I was in treatment, you know, one thing I did do. I remember, you know, I I I, I developed a, a stronger spiritual connection with my higher power, and I remember I used to just get on my knees, man, and say, "Listen, I don't know where you take me." Right. But the one thing that I promised to do, and, and this is my, my contract, which wherever you take me, I'm just going to let people know who got me here. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's the whole thing. I'm going to let people know. Who, but I don't know where I'm going. Right. But in the meantime, in that process, what I need from you is to give me strength, wisdom, a uh, 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 discernment. Right. Stamina to do your work. 
And so every day I woke up, man, you know, my brothers, let me tell you, I was praying for you all and I didn't even know you. Right. You, you didn't even know me. I loved you all and didn't even know you. Right. And every day I woke up, I woke up leaving out there trying to say, what can I do to make my community, make my world a better place for each and every one of y'all right now on this show? Right. That, and, and, and I thought that that was my purpose in life. That's what the path that God had laid out. And so everything that I did, it wasn't just to make one person's world. No, it was about everybody. What can I do? And I think that we have so many people in our movement now that's that thinks around the same way. It's not a man. Let me. I never prayed for the nice house. Never prayed for the nice family. For the nice car. None of that. All I prayed for, man, was to be able to do God's work, man. Right, and to be a blessing. And I'm gonna tell you, one of the things was because when I crossed those tracks and I asked myself, I had stopped and looked back at those tracks, and I asked myself. You know, and, and by the fact, let me just do the shameless plug. It's in my book, Let My People Vote, right? No. That you can get. But when I when I um when I, I I look back at those tracks, I ask myself, if I would have died, how many people would come to my funeral? And the answer was zero, right? And then even when I changed the story around and say, Okay, I died, but my picture's on the front page of the Miami Herald, Desmond killed by train. How many people would come, Desmond? And I came up with only four people. And I had to question my existence. You mean to tell me all these relationships? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Even the time when I was a red bone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> all these places I've, I've visited. <laughs> and you mean to tell me only four people would care if you died? You know what I'm saying? And that was, mm. you know, yeah. and, and, and so I went sure. through a transformation when I was um, in, in, in drug treatment. And part of that process is knowing that, listen, that when I leave this earth, man, I'm leaving it with a little bit better than when I got here, man. You know, and that and, and whatever hurt and pain I caused because of my drug addiction or because of my 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 foolish mistakes that I more than made up for it by giving and serving others. And I'm telling you, service is the key and it's got to be driven by love and not some selfish reason. Right. If it's given by if it's driven by love. Man, you could you could accomplish major things. And how when you think about love, how I break it down is wanting for your neighbor what you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, fight for me like yeah. you fight for that you would like you would fight for you. Yeah, no and I'm fighting for you like I would want someone to fight for me. I can dig it, my man. All right, we're going to get you out on this last question, man. We typically ask folks of your magnitude this thing you've gone out into the world now and you've you've essentially changed the world you shook up the world like muhammad ali i don't think anybody can dispute that at this point with that type of weight on your shoulders what does it feel like because people are looking to you for answers now how do you deal with the stress of having to be no no no, no, all jokes aside man people are looking to you for answers and looking to you to continue to do what you've been doing how do you carry that weight of responsibility on your shoulders i I relieve myself of some of that weight of responsibilities a couple ways right one way number one is you know because i know sometimes people may accomplish things and all of a sudden now they're like the man or the expert whatever this is what i tell folks all the time I'm going to look at you right in your eye, big O, and say this. I don't have a monopoly on the suffering, and I darn sure don't have a monopoly on the solutions. Facts. Right. And that's being being real, bro. That's being real. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. I can give Mm -hmm. you my perception, but even my perspective is not the the gospel. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I encourage Mm -hmm. folks to keep searching, whatever, but I give you what I got, and if it makes sense, then run with it. If it don't, keep it moving, whatever. But trust you me, I'm not, I would never put myself up. I mean, the one thing that I can say I know inside and out is around felon disenfranchisement. But even then, let me tell you something, man. I, I can still learn something, right? And even though I've been incarcerated, and some folks say, you the voice for formerly incarcerated. Well, kind of, maybe, but Guess what, man? There's some brothers that are incarcerated right now or some that just got released that may have had an experience that was slightly different than mine when I was incarcerated. So how could I like totally speak for them? 
You know mm, what I'm saying? Mm, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and, and what makes me the person that have all the answers? Now, I'm, I'm the one that was able to lead a successful movement, right? Now, I, I wear that, you know. Does that mean that every movement I, I, I'm going to lead is going to be successful? I don't no. know. But so far, I'm batting a 1,000. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I do realize <laughs> is that I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then, you know what? I got a wife and kids that, man, let me tell you, no matter what awards or accolades I get, there's a whole bunch behind there, whatever, that I'm I'm just just same old dad, you know, same old devil. And they would crack jokes on me in a heartbeat. Oh, they be, oh, they be, oh, yeah, they be tripping on me. Filming <laughs> me when I'm trying to sleep and snoring and all kinds. Yeah. My my family would will bring me back to earth real quick, no real right. quick. So no you know, I, and I'm so blessed to have them uh, in my life, especially my wife. Oh yeah, she was she. <laughs> yeah, my my wife is. Oh my God, that's like yes, God gives yes, to me and one make that sure you make sure you give grounded. her a good shout out, man, because we don't want you to get in oh, trouble once you get off this call. No, that's right. <laughs> 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 and listen, she's a beast unto her own, man. I tell you, but um, no, but that's how I keep it, though, man. For real, you know, I could, however, I can help, you know, if I can, and and I know that because of, of of a lot of the attention, yeah, there's a lot of folks coming at me, but I can't deal with everybody, mm. right? And so I have, and then folks have to realize that there's so many things going on, like even with the voting thing. Let me tell you, bro, and 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 I encourage folks to read that book. Because I talk about this piece that when I was, you know, in the middle of this campaign, bro, that wasn't excusing the fact that brothers was getting murdered in the street every day, right? Mm-hmm. Either by another brother or by the police. And mm-hmm. that didn't that didn't lead to the fact that people were getting arrested every day and 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 even shorties, whatever, you know, and, and but at the end of the and I my heart yearned because. You know, our community is the only one to where you can have people getting killed every day, locked up every day, brutalized every day, and we go on the next day as business as usual, right? Mm -hmm. If what was happening to us was happening to any other race of people in any other country, we'll be accusing them of genocide, right? And so, so it hurts my heart. But even though it was hurting my heart, I could not allow myself to veer off the path. My job was to get Amendment 4 passed, and I had to maintain focus on it, but it was painful. That meant I couldn't go to one of these other marches. I couldn't get engaged too much in that other stuff because if I did, it would have took me off what the path that was laid out for me, right? But things, and so we got to understand that I can't solve it. I got to understand that. I can't solve every problem, and there are going to be some casualties Along the way, it really is. And so my job, I feel, is to continue to push to see how we can get the biggest bang for our buck to not temporarily end the pain and suffering, but to permanently end it. And that's by shifting a narrative, shifting a, 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 a approach to how we view voting, right, and empowering our folks to take matters into their own hands through being more civically engaged and holding elected officials more accountable. That's what's up. Desmond Mead, man, we want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come kick it with some knuckleheads like us. Yeah. My dark skinned yes. brother from another. You made me feel comfortable tonight because usually you know these other two. Because you ain't got no friends. Because you need comfort. You need so much comfort. Desmond, where can so people tender. find you, the organization? How can they contribute? How can they help? Tell us all that good stuff. Well, man. Definitely a lot. So if they want to hit me up, they can find me on Instagram uh, or uh, Facebook or Twitter. Uh, Desmond Me, they can just Google it, whatever, put it in the search engine, and I'll pop up. I got uh, a blue check mark. So any Desmond that don't have the blue check mark, you know, <laughs> don't waste you official. right? I have an official, right? Uh, so, um, and then, of course, you know, folks want to find out more about the organization, they can go to FloridaRRC.com, uh, uh, FloridaRRC.com, and on there, you know, listen, man, there's folks that know somebody who um, uh, have been in prison or been arrested or convicted and that wants to get back in the game, but maybe they can't afford the fines and fees in Florida, 
right? Uh, they can hit us up. If they're outside of Florida, hit us up anyhow. We'll be able to just point you in the direction of great organizations in other states that are doing um, similar work. Uh, but they can donate there the whole nine yards. But definitely, we're on Facebook, too, as well, as, as FL Rights Restore. Uh, and we also have a Twitter page and Instagram page as well. No doubt, no doubt. What about your book? Your book is on Amazon already and ready for pickup. Uh, yeah, my book is on Amazon. You could also go to my website, desmondmead.com, uh, and, and it lists of a few different bookstores that you can get it from. Uh, they say Mahogany Books. It's on there too as well, and that's a uh, black-owned bookstore. If folks mm -hmm. want to patronize that, they can go to uh, Mahogany Books and and get it, pick up a copy of this, man. And I'm telling you, it's some stories in here that will let you know that no matter where where you are in life, man, that man you could do some amazing things. And we could either we could either sit back and cry about what people are doing to us, or we can step up, pull our pants up, and do something about it. And no I choose to do something about it. And I and I fight with love. No doubt. No doubt. Mr. Me, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you for thank taking you the time so out. You know you're going to be on the Rolodex just as my uh, my dark skin savior. So whenever I need some help, I'm going to bring you in. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll be there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Up the signal. I'll be there. I would do it. I would do it. <laughs> All right, baby. Be safe, man. Blessings to you, sir. All right. Peace. No doubt. All right. Peace. Fellas, your thoughts. Either one of you don't 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 hold back. A uh, great conversation. I mean, yeah, uh, good. What do yeah, you think? I mean, other than just the conversation, in terms of what he's trying to build. Uh, I think it's an interesting endeavor that he's trying to put together. Uh, I understand his emphasis on voting and getting, you know, returning citizens their right to vote. I think that's a great tactic that we need as a people fighting for our liberation. I think it's great. Um, awesome. I love the fact that he's he's not aligned with the political group. No, I felt it. That's 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 one of the things yeah, I know yeah. too. I mean, I. I I mean, I, I mean, I felt this passion for it, definitely, and uh, and uh, you know the you know the the, uh, the the directive to uh, you know restore their their ability to really reintegrate and have an impact on their community um, is is a is a is an aim that you know could have a great impact long term. You know, which I wish I could see. No doubt, no doubt. The thing that he said though was that st he was staying in his lane, which I, I found great, but at the same time it was like. Bro, that that lane is only going to take you so far before you can have to cross. He's going to have to. He's going to spill out. He's and, getting big enough that he's going to have to spill out. Of yeah, yeah. But that's that's also plus, part of the reason. Go ahead, Crush. Oh no. Plus, I mean that that election system alone. I mean, I, I would just think that he would feel so confined by it, you know, and with all its limitations, all its drama. That you know, I mean, he would. I think would definitely evolve. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I think one of the biggest parts that I appreciated about it is that we can argue all day about whether or not restoring rights for returning citizens or even the, the ability to vote at all is a uh, a venture worth going down that road. But the fact that he's using this as one platform has been successful at it. And he's yeah, also using definitely. it to attack other elements of it. So it's like, okay, not only we're going to get you the right to vote, but we're going to find a way to integrate you back into society. You got drug problems, and, you got all yeah. these other things. We're going to try and get you the help that you need because, I mean, he's a testament to getting the help yeah. that he needed. And we see what the results are. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, the, I can appreciate yeah, the that. Education, yeah, the education aspect um, was definitely, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. so glad to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, you know, because you know, they're, they're going to have to navigate this, uh, this system. You know, with uh, with, the, with the tools they need, so they you know, get caught up. You know, with ghost candidates yeah. and whatnot. Facts, facts, facts. <sighs> All right, Crush. Where can people find you if they'd like to find you, my man? Oh man, find me on Instagram at the Orange Crush with a K or SP Methods, aka Bridge. No doubt. L, where can the good folks find you if they want to find you? At Elgin Bailey on Twitter. <laughs> 
right, and I'm big. Oh, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. This episode of the Black Light. You could have been anywhere else mm. in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much, man. If you want to follow us across social media, please do so at In the Black PDCST, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And please go to our website, help to become part of the family, man. Join, help build this, what we're trying to get here. And uh, mm. I guess until next time, as normal, informed, intelligent, in, in the, the black. black. In the Black. Peace. Podcast I ever heard though. Word. Bretrids, what up? I bread a black up, he Bretrid. Listen. Uh. In the black podcast, like your lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Yeah. switch fast if you ain't raw, then Yo. you're whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up, he bro, man, a specialist. Know what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said, they might cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen them, I learn. When them listen them, I benefit. Reporting, covering the fence. Everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts. Bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement. Listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin. Power that's so unsettling. Bright in the stars. Bringing some light back to the desolate. Yeah. In the black podcast, and your land is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, the panther, punufi watch, black up your chat, Mickey on flap. In the black podcast, and your land is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, we outlast. The whole of them can, none of them no contrast. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's how we are doing it, no big old. Yeah. Mr. In the black himself. Uh. What up, D?